Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to Shooting the Shit Uncensored. I am your host, the dad bod god, the bald, the beard, and the Fucking beautiful Piers Austin. And tonight, this episode, I've got Deadly Shot Kasai on. I'm really keen to have Kasai on, man. I've done a I've been on a couple of shows with him uh in the past year, bro. And I have to say, he is an absolute cool human being, man. A great dude. I always I love having conversations with him, and I'm excited to have this one on the podcast for all of you guys to witness. But before we get into that, I do need to take a quick second to tell you guys about sleeves.com. That's S-L-E-E-F-S, sleeves.com. Look, if you or someone you know is an athlete, you need to hit up sleeves. They've got all your athletic wear and gear covered. They've got armbands, compression pants, compression shorts, compression socks, headbands, boots, mouth guards, and they've even got those dirty boxes that you always hear me raving about. I've got to tell you, these dirty boxes, man, I'm an active guy. I work full-time. I'm podcasting my ass off. I'm training in the gym. I've got three crazy kids. I've got a crazy wife. Just kidding, sweetie. But these boxes stay dry. They stay fresh. And they have funky designs on the front of them to keep that special person in your life giggling when the belt buckle comes undone. So go and check out those dirty boxes at sleeps.com. Use that promo code MWAPOD to get a 10% discount on your final purchase. Also, wherever you're finding us, I appreciate you for tuning in. I really, really do. If you're finding us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, like, share, comment, all that good shit. We just hit over 1,000 subscribers. You know we're gunning for that 2,000 number. So tap that little red button and tap in. Also, guys, if you're listening on a podcast platform, Please like, share, subscribe. Please give us a five-star review. I appreciate it. It helps with our analytics. It helps us bring more amazing content and conversations to more amazing people like yourselves. So please do me a solid and fucking subscribe, rate, all that good shit. Woo. My goodness. I'm out of breath now, man. And now let's get into it. My conversation. With deadly shot Kasai, yeah!
live. What's going on, Kasai in the motherfucking house? Hey, man. How you going? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Thank you so much for uh, coming on doing the show, man. I really appreciate you coming on. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. It's all good, man. How are you uh, feeling after that brutal cage match uh, this past Saturday? I'm sore. Yeah. That was some crazy shit, bro. That was like, you know what, man? I said to you on the night, bro, that was honestly like the funnest match I have ever called. And I genuinely still mean, like, I mean that wholeheartedly, bro. Like, that was such a fucking thrilling match to, to call, bro. Like, what you guys did for, like, storytelling-wise as well, like, I really feel like it was really well executed. I think what you guys did in the ring made a lot of sense. And as I said, the emotion that both of you portrayed in that, even with you, who's usually a masked character, bro, like to portray that sort of like storytelling with like your body language, man. I thought you guys did a phenomenal job all the way around. I could not fault that match one bit. No, thank you, man. That, that means a lot. I mean, you know, what a bunch of compliments you just said one, one paragraph. I mean, that, that honestly means a lot. And that's what, that's what we wanted to do. You know, that's uh, you know, we made this whole uh, storyline from, I think it was February of this year, the first EWA show. And uh, we had the first one, we had the second one, then we had this one. And we had a few promos in between and stuff, really sort of trying to produce, obviously on some sort of scale, a storyline that we could, you know, have the fans really coming back and invested in uh, time after time, especially because there was a big gap between yeah. each of these shows you know so you you want them thinking something you know you don't want to boggle their mind with so much you know gaga it's just hey next show this is happening yeah because this like the first time it was just mano in mano me and him he beat me you know and then i yeah. jumped him, which now the crowd's like oh, okay i guess it's not over yet you know mm. the second one and and I knew we were going to a cage match. I knew that was the end goal. Uh, we we just didn't know how we were getting there. Uh, the the somebody told me I think it was the promoter. He wanted a cage. Yeah. So I thought in my head, and maybe I'm giving too much away, but I thought in my head, you know what? I've always wanted ninjas, like a pack of ninjas, a clan. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he said cage to me, I'm thinking, well, this is the perfect reason to have these guys come out with me to have them help me because we now get to set up a cage match you know no one else comes in it's just between these two guys and you know it's, it makes perfect sense yeah and now the ninjas are you know part of my part of my shtick they come out with me you know it, i think it helps a lot with what i'm doing anyway i mean you know i can go out there by myself and still do the gimmick you know but yeah. Definitely helped. It's another. It's another tool in the toolbox. You know. So, you know, so I think, no, dude. I, I. It makes sense, bro, for the ninjas to be there. It's. It fit. It, to me, I look at it. It fits the gimmick. Um, but also, man, it, it's a reason as well because I feel like, you know, a ninja character, bro, can, uh, you know, is almost like because ninjas don't usually talk. I know you've spoken on the mic and stuff like that, but you know what I mean, like. But to get that extra heel heat is to have those ninjas there to do the fucking dirty, cowardly shit. 
You know what I mean? Because that's the way, because like if you just went out there and had that match and they weren't involved and they didn't take part and Tristan wasn't involved, then bro, it would have been like the crowd would have just wouldn't have known who to cheer for and who to boo for unless you know you came out and purposely like flipping kids off and telling people, you know what I mean? Like And that's and that's not my stick. I don't do that, you know? And yeah. I know it's called shooting the shit, right? If we get into psychology of wrestling, I mean, I might be upsetting a few people, you know, because I don't, that's I don't do that. I don't, that's I don't go out flipping the crowd. None of that. I don't have to, you know. All right, let's get into it, bro. Let's get into this psychology, bro. All you right, know, well, like- well, let's go right there. Okay. Well, now that it's on my mind, heels. You're not a heel if you think that you're going to fucking flip off the crowd and say you're going to smack someone and all this bullshit. No, 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 no. A heel puts the baby face over. Okay? All you selfish fucks out there. If you're such a selfish fuck, be a baby face. Learn how to wrestle, be a baby face, and get over. All right? I know my job as a heel. I know my job as a baby face. That's why the ninjas, like you just said, work so well. Because the cheating puts the baby face over. It makes it feel like I need to, I need their help to get it done, which puts so much power in that baby face's hands. Like, because he doesn't need that. Zuko's beating me up. He's beating these ninjas up. His partner, Tristan Slade, the greasers, they're beating us up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, any Anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even when it's the numbers game, we're putting them over. And that's how, like you said, get heat. We get heat. If the baby face is over, and if the baby face isn't over, how are we going to get hate? If the crowd doesn't give a shit about these baby faces, what hate am I getting? Oh, because I told some grandma in the first row, go fuck yourself? That's not hate. That lasts a split second and it's over. It's done. That doesn't carry you from show to show. That doesn't stick in their mind. Hey, that might you might lose a customer that way. Yeah. You might, you might turn somebody off if you do that. But... If you put the baby face over and then you say something to an audience member and because that baby face is so over, they give a shit about you getting your ass kicked. 
by that baby face. And now we make some fucking mess. That makes, you know what, that's 100% right, man. And, you know, like, <clears throat> you know, I've just started doing the managing thing with, with, with Vinnie Vane. And, like, for me, I've never done promos and stuff like that, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I know what a good promo is by watching it. And, and you know what I mean? But now having to do that shit and, like, I think people don't understand. It's like I could come out with all the – and looking back after doing it the first time, man, I go, fuck, man, I could have done this so much better. Like yeah. as far as like getting more heat by saying different things and doing, you know what I mean? Like different things, but that's like living and learning, bro. And, and you know, I've had like, you know, people, you know, reach out and, you know, give me advice after that and said, Hey, look, this is what you did. Well, this is what you didn't do well. And the thing is, it's about listening to that shit because like, I feel, and you know, we were talking about this last night with, with Zuko and Gibbs is like a lot of people I feel, and, and this is what we were talking about, is like that it, people in this generation and, and this like young people today, millennials, whatever you want to call it, really go out of like not really wanting to put in the work to get something, wanting something straight away, but also like when they go and get feedback just to sort of say like, no, what they want is a pat on the back, say, no, bro, like you're good. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't want to hear the cr the critiques of, of it to get themselves to the next level. They just want to. Hear and I'm, and I'm a young guy. I'm not. I'm believe me. I'm not one. I'm not the Zuko. I'm not the Gibbs. I'm not these grizzled, you know, knowledgeable vets like they are. I'm not yeah. at all. I'm one of the young guys, but it pisses me off just as much to see guys my age, younger. Hell, even some of them are older than me doing what you're just what you just said they're expecting a pat on the back for just doing something or for for just asking someone about their opinion it's like why did you ask if you really want to learn something learn you know mm. so yeah that that pisses me off so much too and you know i feel like over the years i've i've uh i've really come into my own sort of not allowing um not allowing the the stigma of oh, he's just a young guy because i was always the youngest in every locker room you know i mean now i feel like i'm finally <laughs> growing up <laughs> because there's finally people younger than me in these yeah. locker rooms you know <laughs> so for how old while, are you now how old are you now 25 now 25 yeah fuck man when did you when did you break into this when did you get in how old are you 15. And like, where, where did you get your start? AWF? Yep. So first it was uh, AWF. AWF uh, out out of the uh, mass nutrition shop in Penrith. There was a, a little area behind the, the supplement store and we had a ring there and a little bit of a mat space. And uh, basically it was Greg, TNT Bounds, yep. and Jay Law, real name Lee Leslie. And they were, they were running the school at the time. Greg didn't have much... Uh, um, didn't have much of training with with us uh, one on like because he was traveling at the time a lot and he was doing a, a, a lot of different things. I'm not really sure what, but he he was doing something else. But it was AWF at the time, and maybe nine months later. So Lee Leslie pretty much was the only guy training us, mm. and uh, J Law. And about nine months later, they had a split, and that school ended up staying with Lee. J Law, I think, because he owned it before Greg had put his name on it as, as an AWF. Yeah. 
And I just kept carry on, carrying on with uh, J-Law. And it wasn't until 2017, which I ended up going overseas first to Japan for a few months. And then after that, I sort of outgrew, I would say, uh, the, it was called the APWG at that time, Australian Pro Wrestling Yep. So after AWF, APWG. So I pretty much outgrew that place. Um, I, I, I'm still very uh, happy for the start that I had. Um, you know, some people, especially now that I see how other people are getting started and just the bullshit that they have to, like, I, I look, I get it, right? I get the whole paying your dues thing, right? Everyone should pay their dues. But at what point do you actually learn how to fucking wrestle? You know what I mean? Like, I, I hear so many different stories of this guy and this, like, people trying to find places to train and they have to do fucking a laundry list of things before they even learn, like, how to wrestle, you know? And then, and then we end up with an indie scene the way it is anyway, you know? I mean, half the guys, in my opinion, are shit, you know? I'll say it straight out. I don't fucking like most most of the guys on the scene i don't like them not personally i don't know them personally i don't fucking sure. you know, i'm not one of these guys that, i've only got a handful of people in my circle right i'm just right. not a social butterfly like some people but their work i i don't rate it you know and it really goes back to well what are they doing in training how are they learning what are they learning how often are they there you know are they doing other things on top of that you know are these guys you know, uh, I hear a lot of people say technical wrestling and this and that. And I go, you mean wrestling? Like, what the fuck are you talking? What's what's technical wrestling? So there's a non-technical wrestling, like all this shit. It just, it it just, it makes me feel like, what are we really learning? What is the education? When you go to a school, any school, you go to university, you study something, right? You're getting an education. If you really ask these pro wrestling schools, the fuck is the education? It really, what is it? Fucking suck this guy's dick. Fucking put over this. Guy. What? What is it? What is it? Break your fucking back learning how to do bumps because that's it. Because we want to weed out the other guys. You know how you weed out everyone? You teach them how to fucking wrestle. The ones that don't want to wrestle won't last. It's so simple. I wanted to always wrestle. I started martial arts at twelve years old because I wasn't old enough to do pro wrestling yet. You said, like, you know, these guys and, and these people that you don't like and, you know, that they're not getting training properly or how long do they have to take to get wrestling? What are the – and a laundry list of things that they have to do. What are some of the things on that laundry list of things that you see that they have to do? Basically, one of the biggest things that I see every time, right, I see a guy making his debut, whatever it is, mm -hmm. a laundry list of – one of them is that they have to basically be in with everybody, you know. And I'm not saying you got to be fucking antisocial, no. But it, but it comes to a point where I'm like, look, I've just met you, right? And I've seen the way you interact. And I, I was listening to uh, Zuko and Gibbs's uh, uh, podcast with you last night, and they they were touching on this how it's just it's a different vibe. You know, the way that these people are, it's a different vibe. You know, they everyone's sort of friends with each other, 
everyone sort of feels like we're we're tight knit, we're close. Yeah. And we get in the ring, and it's like, I don't get it. What have you learned? So the laundry list, it seems like everyone's just trying to be friends with each other. If you're not friends with this person, if you're not buddies with this person, if you if you haven't uh if you haven't gotten over with the head trainers or the bookers or this or that, then hey, we might not we might forget that you exist. You know, we might ignore you for this guy over here who seems a little funny, who has a nice gimmick. And that's another fucking thing I just go nuts about. Guys, stop worrying about your fucking gimmicks. Learn how to wrestle. Shit. Fuck. Oh, God. oh. and then they, they cover it up by having a gimmick. And then you say, okay, fucking lock up with me, man. Let's go. And they're the shit. So I mean, it's, it's, it's everything but wrestling. It's making friends. It's sucking ass. It's, it's all that shit. I mean, well, like you say, the majority of the people on the scene that are like that, like, you know, how often are you going in and having a match with someone who doesn't know what they're doing or just that you're not impressed with? It, majority of the time. I don't do many bookings because it half the time, like, look, if there's not a big benefit for me, right now I see it as a detriment. Because, and I can't bring, and I don't, and look at this, right? I can't bring family and friends to a lot of these shows. It's fucking embarrassing. It really is. It's fucking embarrassing. Because, you know, I can tell them, hey, you're going to like my match. You know? But then again, who am I working? If I'm working at Zuko, excellent. If I'm working at Gibbs, excellent. Right? Um, A Jay Sorbet, excellent. Tristan Slade, excellent, right? But we're still up to... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Single digits. And there were, you know, double digits of wrestlers in this in this scene. Of all different, you know, skill levels and and everything. And... You know, honestly, I don't, I don't see wrestling a lot of these guys as fun. I see it as a, 
as a chore sometimes. As long as I make my merch money and I, I get some money, and I, whatever. I mean, like if 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 you're so dissatisfied with the industry, man, like why are you still doing this? Because like no one's making ridiculous amounts of money at this shit. No one is. No one is, right? No one is. So, so if you're not making ridiculous amounts of money, why are you putting your body at risk? Why are you going through with this? And why are you giving? That's it to why, me? and that's why I pick and choose my bookings. That's why I do things that do make me satisfied. That's why I work with the guys that I know. It doesn't matter if I beat up my fucking body. If I work with these guys and we have a match and we have magic and we put fucking butts in seats and we get them to go nuts and love it and come back for the next show and anticipate more and more and we continue to build things, that's why I love it. Because believe me, believe me, right? On a positive note, there's nothing better than good pro wrestling. I agree. I, I 100% agree. But... There's nothing worse than bad pro wrestling. Yeah. Nothing worse, man. At least if you watch a bad movie, hey, it's a bad movie. You can have a laugh at it. If you're watching, if you're watching a boring sports game, hey, it's a boring sports game. The guys Turn suck today, whatever. But if you're watching bad pro wrestling, it's embarrassing. Man, I, it, it, you know, it's it's not good. And, you know, as far as like, because that was one of the questions I did want to sort of ask you is like, because before EWA, I'd, I'd never heard of you, bro. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I hadn't heard of you. Uh, you know, I, I worked the three EWA shows with you. I think also a, a, an AWE show somewhere. We we crossed paths as well. Uh, really enjoyed conversations with you. Um but I always wondered, man, because I, I really enjoy your in-ring work. And I was like, why aren't we seeing you more around on the scene? And now after saying what you've said, that that's obviously clearly it's, it's it's very simple, you know. Like I I'm also not the best guy at networking. Yeah. I've never been. You know, I always wanted my work to speak for itself. And I would never get upset if my work didn't take me to this booking or that booking, I thought, well, that's the business. If they don't have something for me, they don't have something for me. Who gives a shit? That's the business, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not one of these, believe me, like this shooting the shit is exactly what I'm about. It's the business. And this is, and this is another thing now that I'm actually started teaching pro wrestling recently. I started a few months ago teaching uh, alongside Gibbs at, at the at the wrestling school in uh, in Moorbank at the Lights Out Fight Gym, and a lot of the lessons that were instilled in me over the years, I'm now having the responsibility because it it is a it's a responsibility on instilling on them to make sure that they understand that it's a business that leave your fucking ego at the door. You want to be you want to have an ego, fight in the real fights. Go to the UFC, fight MMA. You want to have an ego? Jump on the jiu-jitsu mat. Tap somebody out. Otherwise, shut the fuck up and do the job the promoter tells you to do. At the best of your ability. Right? So, but I, these are my opinions that I hold. Right? So maybe people don't like it. That's why they don't want me around. Who knows? But coming back to a positive note, mm. this is where I got to thank Robbie Zuko. Because if it wasn't for him seeing something in me, even taking the time out of his own life to 
retrain a lot of the things that I was doing, you know, taking like giving me fucking access to his home, you know, and we'd wrestle for hours and hours and he'd say, no, 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 do this again, do this again, do this again. And he'd hammer that shit into me, Mm. you know, and then, and now you got him, you know, singing my praises at all these different shows, telling all these different quotes. Hey man, get him, get him. You, you got a spot, put him, get Kasai. And I, I owe the world to him, you know, as far as in this country, he's the best wrestler to, that is around now, before, forever, because he gets it. He's giving and fuck. Man, I mean, I joke with him that he's old, but you know, he's a 40 something year old man and he can fucking move. Like you got to keep up with him. He is yeah. a fucking legend. He's a legend. He really is. Because I mean, when you even just looking at his work, right? A lot of the time he, he slows down for these guys, these younger guys, he's slowing down for them. That's fucking pathetic. That makes me fucking angry because he's slowing down from them. Are you kidding me? What is, what are we doing wrong? What is my generation doing wrong? What are, do we have something in the water that's making us fucking shit? What's going on? What's going on here? So you're saying majority of like young people in the business now are like just don't have like what they can't go as a cardiovascular way. Like what way can they not keep up? You know what? I'm, I think on first glance, people might think it's a cardiovascular thing. I, I, and that's not completely wrong. It definitely has something to do with it. You know, just like all athletic endeavors, you know, you, you have to have a strong heart, right? But at the, at the same time, I think it's also from a technique standpoint because I remember once I got my footwork together, I never got blown up again. Ever. Never again. Even now in my grappling, in my real grappling, I notice like I'm standing up with someone and they intentionally, and they're intentionally trying to mess up my footwork, intentionally trying to off balance me and trip me up. That's where the, the falls now start coming in. That's where I get taken down. That's where I, you know, I blow myself up trying to compensate and get back to a, a stronger balanced position and then they take advantage and so on and so forth. But in pro wrestling, which is fake, and I'm going to say that a lot of the time, it's fake. People don't even have an understanding of footwork or balance or leverage or movement or speed or when to put their weight or where to put their weight or all these different things, they're just going, well, I got taught headlock like this, put the foot here and then we do this spot and then I run and then I have to make sure I tuck my chin. It's such a, it's such a watered down level of understanding of what we're really doing. No wonder these guys are getting blown up and don't know why. And then they jump on the treadmill for twenty more fucking minutes out of the out of the week, thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna get my my, my get back in shape. Just like I said, learn how to wrestle seriously. You know, I mean, I don't want to go into a history lesson, but fuck, when pro wrestling was real, right? And even when it was fake, and it became predetermined, and they started fixing all the matches and shit, they were all still real wrestlers. You know, Lou Fez, Vern Gagne, Billy Robinson, oh, Carl Gotch, all these guys, the real wrestlers, they were fixing the matches so that they can make more money and get hurt less. Mm. And now we're at a point where 
These guys aren't real wrestlers. They're getting blown up. They're actually making it harder on their body. And they're wondering why. They're wondering why the guys back then could wrestle for two, three hours and not break a sweat. And it was still fake. It was as fake as it was then as it is now. Why are they able to do that then? And these guys can't do that now. Now, again, someone who has no fucking idea is probably going to say, oh, well, there's more moves now. There's, there's, bigger, there's bigger risks. There's more stunts. There's more jumping. There's, there's, sure. there's, there's, it's it's more of an athletic sport. Yeah. Well, it's so, evolved. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's like any sport, bro. You look at like fucking soccer from the 1950s, bro. It's going to be different from 2022. 100%. 100%. But if you look at soccer or any other sport from 1950s yeah. to now, they know what they're doing, though. They didn't just add these extra athletic uh, movements and strategies and just went, whoa, we'll wing it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And if we get blown up, we get blown up. It's the same thing. It all comes back down to technique. Do you know your technique? Do you know exactly what you're doing? Do you know where your weight is being placed? Do you know how high you have to jump? Do you, are you an athlete? Now, I'm not an athlete. Believe me, I'm talking like an athlete. I'm not an athlete. I have to talk like this because I'm not an athlete. I have to understand exactly what I'm doing because I don't have the natural athletic ability as some of these guys. And that's why I'm detailed in what I'm talking about. But you got some guys who maybe have a little bit of athleticism and they think, oh, who cares? I'll just jump high. Oh, who cares? I'll just do this. I'll just, I'll just do it. And guess what? Hey, that might work today, but can you do that tomorrow? Can you do that the next week? What about if you get hurt? Can you still do it? Are you still going to rely on your athleticism? I don't think so. So I know we're sort of talking about sports in general, but it all comes back to pro wrestling. The, the fakest sport isn't supposed to be the hardest, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, like, you're saying, like, these people don't know what they're doing. Could it be that they're just, like, new to the business? Like, you know, they're still learning their – Sorry? Why aren't they getting taught? Man, could it come down to them not listening? Because that, that's the thing, bro. Like, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I, I think bro, that bro, like I'm, I'm friends with a few people that are that are trainers, bro, and and a couple of times I do hear from multiple different people, like that some people are just like off with the fucking fairies, like you know what I mean, like they're showing them how to do something, and like two guys are off in a corner fucking around, or you know what I mean, or they're talking shit. All right, All right. I get that, I understand that. You're always going to have students that you know, fucking annoying, right? That yeah. they shouldn't be there. And they shouldn't be there. That's my opinion. They shouldn't be there. Kick them out. Because if that's really the case, you're hurting the students that care. You're hurting their time. Well, let me and let me ask you let me let me ask you this question, right? Because uh, like a few a few people I know, should people who want to break into the business and do training do a tryout, and should they be pushed to the limit in that tryout? It's not necessarily that it's a tryout. It's what's going on in that tryout. And it's not necessarily being pushed to the limit because the reason why – look at Vern Gagne's uh, uh, show, the AWA, when they were doing tryouts with Ric Flair and all those guys and Billy Robinson was stretching them out and forcing them to tap out and fuck them up and, you know, as a tryout to get into the – With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. To the business. It was different back then because they were making so much fucking money that they couldn't just let anybody in and fuck with their business. That's why the term protecting the business means protecting the business does not mean that you're trying to make people believe it's real. No, I'm protecting the business to literally protect the fuck. I don't want you to fuck up my paycheck. Mm. Because if we bring this guy in and he's the shits and he ends up hurting the house, he hurts everybody. And that's also another reason why we shake each other's fucking hands. And that's another tangent I can go on a bit later, you know, when people get a big fucking, oh, he has to shake my hand because I'm so-and-so. Go fuck yourself, right? We shake each other's hands because we fucking need each other because it's fake. You don't fucking go over unless I put you over, you fucking jack off. But I think as well, like you, you, sh- you, no, no, bro, please, man, no, it's completely uncensored, man. Like I think, like w- shaking hands is just a general thing that you do when you greet people, right? Like you know what I mean. If I see someone I'm close with, man, I'm gonna go up, I'm gonna give them a hug, I'm gonna give them the the whole what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a general thing. Even if you don't really like someone, but they're going to be performing on the same show as you, exactly. you still have to exactly. be we all work together. Yeah, There's you a, have to have a level of respect, bro. Like, everyone's hand. And forget about the wrestlers. Shake the fucking janitor's hand. Yeah, bro. Shake every you. You see someone back there. You see someone at that fucking ring before the show. You shake their fucking hand. I don't care who it is. You shake their fucking hand. We all need each other. You can't have the fucking first match without the main event. You can't have the main event without the first match. We all yeah. live, breathe, die together. Now coming back to the tryout stuff. Yeah, let's do the way it. that I look at it is back then they had to protect the business because they were making so much money. Now we don't even make that much money, but so I don't see the point in really protecting it from that standpoint. I think we should protect it not because we're making so much money. I think we should be protecting the image of what professional wrestling is, especially on such a small scale that we have here in New South Wales, Australia, wherever you are. Right, we should be protecting the image. So, what are we doing as a community, as a scene, right, as a business, to protect that image of what the people see about us? 
do they really believe that we're athletes? Do they really believe that we we eat, sleep, fucking breathe, die, eat shit? All this stuff about this business. We love it that much that we're, we're full on in, right? Do they really believe that? Is that the image that we are putting across that, you know, again, they know it's fake, but they want to get into it. They want to believe that, no, these guys are athletes. These guys train for this. It's just like a real fight, just like a real fighter. They're training for this, which you should train for it. Yeah. So, I mean, what I always tell my guys that I'm training now is, uh, believe me, I will never waste your time. I take out the guesswork. And what I mean by that is everything I show you, you will use. Everything. Every single solo drill. Every single thing I make you warm up with. It feeds into the moves that we're doing. It feeds into the wrestling that we're doing into the footwork that you will need to master everything that i show you it's not waste i'm not i'm not going to make you do a thousand push-ups because you have to do a thousand push-ups if you get your students to do a thousand push-ups or you tell yourself you have to do a thousand push-ups other than doing a thousand push-ups why do you do a thousand push-ups you have to tell me a reason you have to give me honestly a reason that is going to transfer into that ring and if you say, oh, it's because of this, this, and this, then you have to answer, your, answer another question. Is there a better way? Mm. Is there a more time efficient way? That's the only thing I'm thinking, maybe. That, but like, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, not tra- I'm not trained, bro. I've never taken a is, bubble. But is there a better way? It's fine to have way, these bro. answers. But I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there. Like, I'm thinking conditioning of muscles and stuff Excellent. like that. Like, that's Excellent. the only way. Is, is there a better way? Can it be scalable, though? Because I know we want to bring in students. Sure. Now, so can everyone do a thousand push-ups? No. Fuck so no, can bro. you now scale it? Can you now scale what you're doing? And and forget about that. Does it transfer to skills? Is it a skill transferable exercise? Not really. And when I say skills, I mean when they get in the ring and they do their lockups and their takeovers and their switches and they run the ropes and they do all their stuff, whatever. Does it transfer to these skills? If not, why are we doing it? I'm all over conditioning, mm. all right? I'm, I'm conditioning. No, bro, I've seen you, man. Like I've, I've seen you go, I'm bro. All about like, yeah. But is there a better way to do this stuff? And not only that, how long is a training session, right? People do it for two, three hours, right? You go to a pro wrestling training. Because there's so much to go over, right, yeah. on any given day. There's so much to go over. You've got your bumps and your takeovers and so much stuff, right? Then you have to have matches at the end and talk about psychology and so much promos. There's a lot to go over in a, in a single pro wrestling session, right? So with that in mind, why are we doing so much that doesn't transfer into... You see, it's, it's like a match. It should flow. Everything should flow into the next thing. Everything should be a chain, a link to so help us continue this development of skill, psychology, wrestling, all of it. It should all so be... So you think like conditioning, training, weight training, that sort of stuff should all be circulated into transferably into pro wrestling, basically. Hundred percent. So instead of me, look at what WWE is doing right now. So instead of like someone bodybuilding, so so in someone getting in a treadmill and doing like I don't know twenty fucking minutes running, they should get in there and they run the ropes for twenty minutes instead. Is that what you're sort of saying? Yes, if you want to do the extra 20 minutes of treadmill, be my guest, whatever. You're a machine, all the power to you. But do not do it in substitute of your wrestling. I am sick and tired of seeing people say that they train pro wrestling 
And then all I see on their fucking stories and their statuses and all that shit is them in the gym and that's it. How? How are you training for pro wrestling? Tell me, tell me. Oh, I train every day. In the gym, that's extra. That's not pro wrestling. Mm. That's working out. That's working out, as you fucking should. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, I'm a pro wrestler. I lift weights. Those do not make sense. That is oxymoronic what you just said. Unless you're you're wrestling and suplexing the barbell, (laughs) it's... It's the extra. Mm. You know, these same people can't put on a fucking headlock. These same people don't even know why a headlock works. Mm. You know? I I mean, like, I I understand what you're coming from, you know? And I think when it comes to training, everyone's got different values and different ideas on what they need to do in a gym like to work out for fitness and stuff like that and i think you put in the extra element of pro wrestling as well you know what i mean like i think people want to try and have a good mixture and i think as well like as i said before man no one's making getting rich off this shit you know in australia bro so like you know i mean people also need to have other outlets beside you know what I mean wrestling six days a oh, week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. No, no. So I, I can understand that, but I can understand why people would go and have another outlet like going and lifting weights or you know, gaming or you know, whatever the fuck. No, but believe me, like look, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm a full-time athlete. Okay. I, I do not have a nine to five. I'm a full-time athlete. I train jiu-jitsu every single day. All right. Uh, I'm a grappler. All right. That's public. Maybe that's why I value real wrestling as much as I do. And maybe that's why when I see it be so much of a joke in pro wrestling, I just go, it's fucking embarrassing. Whatever. Because it could be better. Look, I I understand. You want it to be fun. You want it to be exciting, which, hey, I have that in my matches. We just saw me jump off fucking cages and Zuka landing on me and like fucking mask being ripped. There was so much drama in that match. Like, believe me, I get it. Don't don't think I don't get what makes this business special. But at the same time, it's the wrestling business. Even Andre the Giant knew how to wrestle. Even Hulk Hogan was taught by, uh, I think it was Hiro Matsuda. Hiro Matsuda, yeah. Break yeah. his leg. You think you think Hiro Matsuda fucking told him fucking uh, no? Did you hear Hiro Matsuda broke Hogan's leg the first time he met him? Well, there you go, man. Like it doesn't. No, Hogan mean- went there. To, Hogan went in there to train, and, and Hiro Matsuda goes, "Yeah, no worries. Get in the ring." Got him in the like a knee bar or some shit like that. Like I, I it's a, I, a long time since I read or heard the story, but uh, I wish we did got him in a knee bar. Broke his leg. Hogan came back like three months later and he was like, oh, fuck. Okay, he's back here. So I might as well start training him. Excellent. But hey, he loved it, right? But that coming back to Hogan, it doesn't mean that you have to do wrestling this way, right? Mm. Like real wrestling. But to know it, to understand it, to come back to it when you have to, that's what I'm preaching. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. I get it. Everyone's got their gimmick and a certain way of going about it. Hey, if it makes you money, it makes you money. Right. Right. Yeah. But my problem is when I, we basically have now this, my generation, now another generation behind me. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Coming up, where they're like, well, I don't need to know wrestling. Because this guy on TV doesn't know wrestling, even though they probably do. Mm. They just don't. They're not making money that way. Well, I feel like in order to be that's my problem. In order to be on WWE television, you have to be there with like a certain level of skill. They're not just going to put someone on TV just because they're not wrestling. Like you look at uh, like like NXT, Robert Stone, right? Oh, he does. He does. He's not a wrestler. Want to make a bet, bro? He's actually a pretty decent worker, man. He he wrestled in Impact for years. He wrestled in in Ring of Honor and uh, you know a bunch of the indies, and he actually can go. Like I've heard mixed stories about him, but you know what I mean. Like, but still, like he wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if he wasn't a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like if he didn't know how to do that shit. It's it's all basics. It's all it's all back down to fundamentals. You know, I think that's where. Yeah my anger comes from is that, you know, I, I get pissed off very easily. And maybe that's why I don't get that many bookings, which I don't care anyway. I've got my grappling comps. I've got my, my other stuff that I'm doing anyway. So I like it. I like the way I'm living. But when I hear the way people talk about pro wrestling and what they're doing and stuff, and then they're missing all of these other crucial elements of the game, that's what pisses me off. And people might say, oh, well, why do you care, right? Here's why I care. Because the same audience member that watches him watches me. Mm. That's unfair. Unfair because, like, they're then going to judge you as being a bad performer, like what what you've just well, Even if I'm good. Even they're going to look at you like your shit or, like, is that what yeah. your fear is? Even if I'm the best fucking wrestler that they think they've ever seen, I'm still on the same show as that guy. Yeah. I still have to perform with that guy. Fuck, I might even have to put that guy over. Which again, who gives a shit? But come on, guys. You don't want to put over. Like, every, look, we all know that you're supposed to put everyone over, right? Mm-hmm. But be prepared to. Be prepared, exactly, right? But who wants to put over? The fat, out of shape guy that can't wrestle. Mm. See what I mean? That's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. That's like, and and you you think that we're gonna draw money doing that? You no. think that people are gonna take what we do seriously now doing that? You think that people are gonna see that and go, oh, I have to, I have to come to the next show. I'm gonna bring the family, the big family. Everyone's gonna come to the next show. No. Mm. 
you think that they watch that and then they go home and watch literally anything else and they're going to keep thinking about us? No. Like you said, none of us are making money. We don't have the privilege of being on TV. We don't have regular weekly shows. Mm. So whatever we put in front of that audience, that's the impression. Mm. It needs to captivate the audience to bring them back. It has to. And you have to be as well-rounded as possible to know what's going to captivate them. Because, hey, maybe they don't give a fuck about your flips. Maybe they don't give a fuck about your gimmick. Maybe they don't give a shit about your wrestling. Whatever it is, you have to know how to captivate them. You have to be as well-rounded as possible. Understand that this is a business that you're selling something. You're, promote, you're, you're your own promoter. Yeah. You know? At the end of the day, this is the wrestling wrestler's business. It's not up. Look, the promoter has a job to do, yes. The booker has a job to do, yes. But, hey, no one's giving me a script and saying this is your match. No. You, have, you, to go and put, you, you have to go put the moving pieces together with that. put it all together. I'm hmm. my own boss. I'm my own, uh, my own promoter, my own agent. When yeah. I'm out there in that ring. That's all they whatever they see, that's on me. Mm. Do you feel like, you know, you said like these guys that are in the ring and in the audience seeing someone like that, they're not taking you seriously because that sort type of person's on the same card. Would you hold the promoter for that show responsibly responsible for putting someone like that on, on a show? Yes. Yes, I definitely do. Yeah. Okay. And, like, how many shows would you go to? Would you see that? Well, every show I've seen since I started. So there's no in particular promotion that you see it on a regular basis. It's just basically Everybody. what it is. Everybody. Show me a show, I'll show you the guys. Right. Everybody <laughs> has them. Everybody. Every single company has the guys that shouldn't be on the show. Every single company. And why do you think that is? Fuck. Uh, that could be a huge conversation in itself. Maybe some of them, maybe some of them uh, just, maybe some of them have low standards. Mm. You know? I mean, that's something that I, I, I a lot of the time forget about. I don't realize that a lot of these guys just don't even have the standard in their brain of, like, to them, they think everyone's good. Everyone's perfectly adequate to be on the show. And then I see it, I'm like, are you kidding me? What's going on there? Mm. So it can come down to low. I think low standards would be the most common one. Um, I think as well, I think laziness, you know, maybe they, uh, that's who they could just find and they just stuck with it. They just, you know, settled with, oh, this is all I could find on such short notice. Or who cares? Yeah. You know, as long as we have matches, as long as we have our five, six matches, whatever, you know. As long as we fill up a card, um, I would say as well. I would also say lack of respect for the business, man, because you know you see it, you hear it all the time. People do not think of professional wrestling the way that other people do. It's it's you know you look at Twitter for two seconds, and you see the it's it's almost gotten political. You know, it's such a divide in pro wrestling 
where you got these guys think this, these guys think that. This guy says the old school's the best. This guy says the new school is the best. This guy says psychology. This guy says flips. This guy's, you know. But and- that's the thing, bro. Like wrestling is so fucking subjective, right? So what you love about professional wrestling, I might not like. And what I love about pro wrestling, you might not like. And that's okay, bro. That's like saying, hey, man, I really like the fucking color. I really like the color black pen. That's my fucking favorite. And you go, nah, fuck that, bro. My favorite's green. Green's the fucking. I think it's different than that, though. I don't think it's about the color. I I hear that. I hear that a lot. And at least in my opinion, I don't, I'm not looking at like that. I think there are, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some guys where if you tell them that you like chocolate flavored ice cream, they will wish the fucking death on you because they like vanilla. Don't get me wrong. I know those guys exist. I think where I'm coming from, though, is I don't care what you do. I don't care how you really do it. Just please have it make sense. You're trying to win. He's trying to win. You don't want to lose. He doesn't want to lose. There you go. The most basic, simple story of them all. I want to win. I don't want to lose. As long as you're telling me that, I don't care what you're doing. But these guys aren't doing that. What are they doing? I'll give you a perfect fucking example. How many times? How before many start, times? Before we, before we start, what are they doing when they're not doing what you, what you just said? I'll give you a perfect example right now. How many times on a show do you see somebody knock them down, mm-hmm. pick them back up? Every show. Every show. Like, almost every match, yeah. Every match. Mm. How do we win? By pinning. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to win? Mm. Look, I don't care what your next move is. Do it, whatever. But pin the fucking guy if he's on the ground. Mm. Go for the win. I'm not asking for you to. I'm not. I'm not asking for anybody to do a backflip, hurricane runner, fucking fall on your head through a flaming table. Even though you guys want to do it, I'm not asking for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking for you to fucking put a pin for if he's on the ground. Chuck a fucking hold on if he's feeding you a chin lock. Make it look like you're trying to control this guy in some way. But does that come it with experience? Like does that controlled? But does that come with experience? And what's the difference? And uh, I'll let you answer that one. Does it come with experience? Yes, it does come with experience, just like anything in life. But it also comes with what are you doing right now? Because at the end of the day, experience comes with repetition. You have to actually be doing the things. Robbie said it perfectly last night. Guys say they don't know how to call on a fly. Well, fucking start. Start calling shit on the fly. Learn. You're not going to get a textbook on how to call on the fly, study it, go for a test, get the exam, pass it, then go to university, get your fucking degree in it, and now you know how to call on the fly. You don't know how to call on the fly? Try. Mm. Just do it. Like I said, I'm not asking for much. Just do it. Just fucking do it. Make it make sense. Think a little bit, just a little bit. Don't think about the next move. Think about why you just did what you just did. Think about the act- Think about the previous move. He just gave me a body slam. Think about that now. He just gave me that. Remind them that he just gave you that. Sell it. 
sell it. Mm. Person who just gave the body slam. Remind them that you just gave it. Put your fucking move over. Whatever it is. You just gave a fucking body slam. Yeah. I broke his fucking back. I don't give a shit. And if it doesn't fucking break, I'll break it now. Because I fucking want to win this match. Show them. But nope. Boom. Who cares? Pick him back up. Bang. Boom. Yada yada. We all jerk off. Go fuck yourself. So you reckon it's just more of like a spot fest of like planned out spots as opposed to people going in there and working a match? Yeah. And that's why people think we're fucking stupid. Because they know on some level this shit hurts. They know on some level that this shit fucking puts a toll on your body. Mm -hmm. And they think we're fucking stupid. Because guess what? It looks dumb. You're hurting your body and it looks fucking dumb. Do you... is it like you think like saying people it makes you everyone look stupid is that you thinking that or is that like someone's told you that like from outside the business saying hey man this is i go up to audience members every show i try to prostitute myself at the merch table every fucking show i ask them their genuine opinion i'm not asking them for critique because i don't fucking know anything i'm asking them on their opinion as a paying customer what do you think of the show? Be honest with me. I want you to tell me. Did you enjoy this match? Did anything look silly? Did you cringe that you were here at any moment? Like, oh, this was a bit dumb. Did you look at your phone? Did you, like, tell me. Who's your favorite wrestler? Are people straight like up with you? Why do you like them? I'm, I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. Are people like straight him. up with you when you ask them this shit? Huh? Are people straight up with you when you ask them this shit? Well, they're telling me what they're telling me. You know, I can't, I can't think that they're lying or telling the truth. I'm just, I'm asking them a question. They're answering it. And a lot of the time people are saying, oh, I thought this match didn't really make a lot of sense. I didn't understand why he did that. Oh, there was one funny thing. I don't know if it was a botch or not. I get that a lot. I don't know if this was a botch or if this was a mistake or if he meant to do this. But, and that to me is a big red flag. Because you should be showing intention in fucking everything that you do. So for an audience member to come away saying, I don't know why he did that, or I'm not sure if he was meant to do that, they're questioning now. Like, you're pulling them out of the experience. If Mm. they're thinking that way, you're pulling them out. Just like if you were watching a movie and all of a sudden in one scene, the, the car has a scratch on it, and in the next scene, the, the scratch is gone. And you notice it for a second, but in your mind, it takes you out of the movie because all you're thinking is, oh, did they forget to put the scratch in? <laughs> yeah, 100%. But you're not thinking of the story anymore. You, yeah. maybe, You've been taken out of the element, bro. You've been taken out of the element. Out. You're now thinking of a backstage, of a, of a non-kayfabe uh, mindset. You're thinking about what they were trying to show you Rather than what they just fucking tried to show you, you know it, it's it's funny. Uh, I was watching a show like I'm a huge like I I love watching indie wrestling from around the world. Like I've always enjoyed it for like the past twenty years, right? And um, I was watching an indie show, and uh, they did a spot, and the commentator. This is the words that come. I want to see your reaction from this, right? 
they did these two guys did a spot. It was very clearly like a planned fucking spot, right? They had the table with the gimmicks on it and shit. They hit the spot and the commentator screams, Oh my god, that's not supposed to happen. How do they know? Well, not only that, why the fuck would you say in a pro wrestling match, oh, that's not supposed to happen, but everything else up until that point has been supposed to happen? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what well, I mean? Like, that, that, that's where that's I'm like, what? Because I'm now thinking from a backstage, it took me out of it. It took, Bro, it took me out of it straight the fuck away. Like, I'm sitting there yeah. watching this, right? I'm now questioning, well, why would you, how would you know? Was there a thing backstage that you talked about? Or like, you're taking, because they take me out of the, magic that's that's exactly right like it's but then like you said hey well everything else happened well that's supposed to you know go to plan um i don't know yeah that's that's fucking weird but you you hear a lot of that surprisingly you hear a lot of that kind of stuff not even just from the uh from commentators and stuff because a lot of the time it's it's not live commentary but even from the wrestlers you know you hear them verbally or body language wise show that they fucked up mm. show that something wasn't meant to happen why because it was like they fucked up but they're thrown out of their element a little they're bit. thrown out of their element now if you're throwing yourself out of the element how do you think the fans feel yeah I mean, you know I mean? Well, I mean, it depends on the crowd, bro, as well. Like, if it's a fam, like if it's a f- uh, family-friendly show, kid-friendly show, most of the time they're, <coughs> pardon me, they're not probably going to even pick it up if it's maybe, maybe unless not. it's like there for a minute and a half or thirty yeah. seconds, and yeah. it's obvious. But most of the time, they're probably not going to pick that shit up. This, I don't think they pick it up consciously, but this is why I love a lot of family-friendly shows that are completely just total casuals at best as far as wrestling fandom. It's yeah. because a lot of them may not know the lingo or a lot of them may not understand uh, certain traditions of pro wrestling that has come up, like, you know, the way that uh, they're supposed to react to certain things because the, the wrestling fans have been conditioned to do something and say something and, and cheer and boo for certain things, right? But that's why I love the, the family-friendly audience because those are genuine reactions. They're not conditioned reactions. And a lot of the time, they're not, they don't, uh, they, they may not react to the botch or this or that, but conscious, unconsciously, they feel something, mm. you know? They go, and even if it's a split second, took them out and that's the thing i feel i feel like when you when you break people out of that element and like we like bro you would have seen like we were talking about this last night and it's like i was saying like even when you see certain things like take death matches for example and i see like people going like fucking like three people standing around going boom 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 and just like circling, like picking light tubes up and just hitting each other. And yeah, okay, like it looks like a gnarly spot, right? It looks pretty gnarly to see. But like you're hitting each other with like light tubes. No one's fucking falling down. No one's really excessively bleeding. 
now like the next match is going to be a 200 light bulb match where these guys are going to sell the fact that these light tubes are going to cause them all this fucking damage and they're going to gig the fuck out you know what i'm saying like yeah, i think yeah. that takes the value out of it it's like you're using these things in wrestling to enhance a match to enhance a story to tell a story to a more violent level and yet you do goofy shit like that well well there you go 100 percent, right and that's i think another reason we'll come back circle back to something else that's why i would be very angry and upset when i see certain people on a show with me or in the same match as me because it is it is embarrassing like you just said they're doing all of this then this doesn't mean anything you know like imagine for a second right uh me and zuko the last show right most recent show okay we had that cage match and we're fucking beating each other up killing each other whatever but imagine the entire sh show before the that happened was all joke you wouldn't have you, you you wouldn't have taken the match seriously bro you'd think it'd be like comedy match or something or a throwaway match but imagine if all of it was joke all of it was talk wrestling and if people don't know what i mean by talk wrestling that means when people go ow my head ow my arm yeah fuck yourself with your body language in your face and shut the fuck up all right guys fucking hell it's embarrassing but basically imagine if the whole show was that and then you had our cage match and well that's what well, well, dude, that's where you, you have to put over someone like Zuko who, like, you know, I mean, his gimmick is kind of like for that family-friendly crowd, right? Like, he, it's very, like, interactive. It's very funny. It's very, like, cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's a cool gimmick. It's fun. It's all of those things. But when you look at, at the history of pro wrestling, those history tells us those particular types of characters aren't really taken the most seriously when it comes to you know a full-on wrestling match or a heated feud they're usually there to bring a little bit of the the sizzle to the stake but not the stake where like robbie zuko can go and turn around and you know what like it his gimmick didn't hold him back in that match he came yeah, out even right. like i mean it was altered to a certain that's degree why i think he's the greatest that we have in this country because he's well-rounded what i was saying before he can jump on the mic say something funny turn around say something serious you believe both yeah you know the gimmick doesn't and that's the thing the gimmick should never hold you back ever 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 you should never be handicapped by your gimmick you should always have it as a as an extra tool to showcase who you are it doesn't mean that as the pigeon you pigeonhole you in any emotion or state of mind or anything it just means this guy is this this is his personality yeah but that doesn't mean he doesn't get angry it doesn't mean he doesn't get happy it doesn't mean he doesn't get sad but now you put it into perspective why is he happy why is he getting angry why is he sad that's why and i, and I don't think it's just a family friendly audience i think he's that well-rounded that he mm. can do that anywhere i i agree I, I completely agree. I think even like an over 18 show, I reckon fuck, he could turn that shit up all the way to fucking 11 or whatever. And you know what I mean? Like, dude, like some of the shit that he fucking has, like the three largest legs of professional wrestling, that would fucking go over huge with an adult only crowd. But like, as far as like, you know, for yourself though, man, like, 
looking at things how it is like you seem like pretty annoyed with the industry overall uh, i'm not annoyed with the industry i'm annoyed with the scene that i am in here because i live here when i went overseas to the states and in japan i had the best time where did you go when you were in the states in the states i went to uh los angeles i wrestled for championship wrestling from hollywood on, on television that oh. i had a, had three tapings with them uh i also did a bunch of independence around the area the la area i also went over to minneapolis i was the, no, i was probably in minneapolis the longest um oh, really? and out of my all the states the second time i went I, I went back to la minneapolis and i also did uh new york and new jersey yeah it was sort of on like the cusp we, we ended up catching a train from new york down to new jersey it was sort of like right on the edge between new jersey and the and the uh the other state i can't remember what the name was but it was like really? quite still there yeah i think so i think i'm, I'm fucking horrible with geography if you can show me a map i'll point at it <laughs> like, oh, bro, i'd have no idea what you're pointing at man <laughs> like, I, I can't like just remember this stuff off but but yeah around there i'm hoping to go back uh next year probably to florida we've got a lot of friends over there uh you know do some good training do some batches get some jujitsu going some grappling um yeah have some fun and in japan it was just uh just tokyo i was with the kaintai dojo how was uh, that excellent i loved it i really loved it you you really see how much they even on such a small scale because it was the same as us you know there was an independent you know but even on such a small scale how much love and not just love because you know, I, I i get annoyed by people when they say that they they love the business that they have dreams and hopes it's like it's like fuck off no one cares right like, <laughs> you're just like destroying everyone in this episode but it's like who who cares what are you going to do for the business you want to take everything from the fucking business. You want to have your hopes and your dreams and this and that and whatever. And it's like you want to live yeah. your boyhood, childhood dreams. What are you going to do for the business? How are you going to make the business better? Not how is it going to make your fucking life happier and better and, and cooler and all this garbage, you know? And well, one thing is, one thing you know about me is I put the business first. This is why I fucking hate so many people. Because I'm not trying to make friends with them. I'm trying to do good by the business. I'm trying to make sure that the business is in a better fucking place when I'm in the ring, that I'm doing good by the business. If I can have a match, I can say I did good by the business. I put, I put a good match out there. I made some magic. People had fun. You know, kids had a good fucking time. Yeah. They have something to go home and talk to the kids at school about, have some fun, talk, come back for the next show, even bigger and better. You know, watch some quality fucking pro wrestling. That's what I'm in it for. I don't want to fucking hear about your dreams and your hopes and, you know, your jerk off fucking fantasy dreams. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care at all. If it's not helping the business, fuck off. I'll break your leg like fucking Hero did the Hulk Hogan. All right? Fucking goddamn son. Goddamn. I've fucking been in locker rooms of fucking threatened cunts because fuck them. Like it's it's not right where they put the themselves over the business. Go fuck themselves. It's not right. It's fucking not well, right. You've actually like threatened people backstage? Yeah. Like who in particular have you like threatened to throw hands with? Or if I say fucking names, 
they're all gonna start crying and making up fucking stories and they already avoid me now so fucking who cares you want you want to know i can just ask around say hey does kasai ever fucking threaten to fight you eventually someone's gonna have to say yes I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to be something. They're not good liars. No one in this business is a good liar because if they fucking were, I wouldn't have a problem with their work because at the end of the day, we're all liars. We're all fucking scam artists. We're all putting on a fucking work. That's work. A scam artist. Worker means scammer. You're putting on a lie. You're selling a lie. This isn't real, but we're trying to sell something that is. So if these guys are really that good of liars, I wouldn't have a problem with their work. Fair enough. Uh, you know, as far as um, you know yourself, like one of the interesting things I, I, I sort of saw that uh, you uh, wrestled for FWA at the start, and I think you were the the first champion there. Yeah, I'll give you a clue on that fight story. Was that an FWA show? Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I heard I wanted to throw down. I didn't see him. Really? Is that why you're not working FWA anymore? Because of yep. that incident? Mm-hmm. And like, there's been no talk to bring you back there. And I mean, Vinny Vane, a good friend of mine, he, uh, he would love to have me back there just to, you know, have someone backstage who's like me, I guess, you know, cool down to earth, one of the boys, but, um, uh, you know, Good old five. He doesn't doesn't want to doesn't want to play ball, and I don't care anyway. What does he draw? Like fucking fifty people. Who cares? Fair enough, man. Bring another international guy that makes fun of him, while everyone else on the roster fucking makes fun of him, so that he can put himself over, so that they can make more fun of him. I don't want to be around that. I'll fucking go do a jiu-jitsu comp. I'll go fucking, you know, teach the fucking grappling stuff that I do. I'll go fucking train grappling. I'll fucking do all this stuff that I love. I don't want to be fucking around that embarrassing shit. Fuck that. Yeah, fair enough, man. And like, so it's basically the same way that you feel about most promotions in general, yeah? I want to get something out of it. And what I want to get out of it is helping the business. I, I I remember we did this, uh, there was this show, there was this company named CWA. Yeah, I heard of it. Yeah, so I remember when we started doing it and I was real fucking green at the time. And a bunch of us were all green at the time, a bunch of the, uh, the old school APWG boys. We would go there and it was on like Sunday of every month. Mm. And we get there and the show, you didn't have to do shit. You didn't have to fucking set up ring because the, the, the family that ran the show had everything the way that they wanted it to, you know, whatever. They had it all their way. Um, you didn't have to set up anything. You didn't have to promote anything. You just you showed up. They just wanted wrestlers to show up, wrestle each other. We pretty much made our own matches. You, you had the dream, you know, whatever you like, just, you know, you just, just go and wrestle. Play. Yeah, just go and wrestle. But every show, I was so depressed and so fucking upset with myself because, because that environment only did one thing. Mm. It created the worst shows 
that you could do on purpose. These guys weren't going out there and trying to put on great fucking matches. These guys were basically going out there, taking the piss, not caring, just going, who cares? We're getting a fucking payday. Let's just go out and try some moves. And if it's fake, who cares? If it's this, it's that. You know, a majority of the guys did that. And being around that, you don't fucking feel good. You don't feel like you're helping the business. You know, are you going to bring any, are you going to bring anyone to this audience, to this show? There was never a great big show because it was just the, the promoter's family and whoever he decided to bring himself. We didn't bring anybody because it was so, it was so embarrassing to bring anybody. But then it's like, well, why are you on it? It's depressing. Yeah. And I think FWA has pretty much become that now. You know, I mean, he's got a, he's got more wrestlers in the locker room than he does have fans in the audience. And not, if, not necessarily. The last couple of shows they've they've drawn pretty well. Well good for him decent, then. He's decent. Decent. Well good for him. It's been five fucking years too late, right? Like how much money has he lost down the drain? And all these guys that he books, are they bringing anybody? No. Are they taking the piss? Yeah. Are they doing anything for the business? No. Mm. It's fucking depressing, man. And I don't see, and like you said before, how people have other outlets and people do these other things. These guys don't. These guys just want to fucking take the piss and shit on the business and that's it. They don't have other outlets. I'm the one of the other outlet. I'm the one that fucking grapples and fucking teaches kids classes at my jiu-jitsu gym and fucking hangs out with my family and fucking has, uh, has fun. These guys aren't doing that. These guys think fun is fucking taking the piss out of everything. Mm. Proof, watch the show. Yeah. No, you're like, I, yeah, like I feel like, you know, it, it's not just like from that promotion, but you see that, you know. That's like, just a perfect example. But you see that from like in like indie wrestling in general, like you look at stuff from around the world. Like I watch a lot of wrestling from around the world and like I see a lot of goofy shit happening in wrestling. And I think that, you know, bro, I'm 40 years of age, right? So like some of this shit is going to go over my head, right? Different demographic. They're not trying to market to a motherfucker like me, bro. They're trying to market to someone younger, whatever the, the, the hell it is. So sometimes like I'll watch NXT or WWE television and go, what the fuck are they? Like, like what is yeah. this nonsense? Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe it's, I'm just a grumpy old fuck and that's just the way I've become. But like, no, but, but Hey, if, if you're paying, if you're watching, why can't you enjoy it? Yeah. True. Why, why, I, don't, I never understood that. I never understand why there, there is such a divide. I never, because, okay, listen to this, right? The divide comes amongst fans and workers and, and pretty much the entire business right down the middle. It comes mm. down to what is wrestling, right? Yeah. Every, everyone, everyone says, oh, wrestling can be whatever it wants to be. You can make wrestling whatever it is, which, you know. Sounds like a fucking political side at the moment, and maybe that has something to do with it. Because in my opinion, wrestling, the professional wrestling business, always imitates society. It always reflects society. That's why in the Attitude Era, it was a reflection of society at that time. That's oh, why yeah. in the Golden Era, it was a reflection of society. What worked on screen in those eras is also what you saw as the norm, as a cultural norm in society at those times. And that's why it got over at those times. 
Absolutely. And maybe that's why maybe that's why the business is the way it is today, because you look at society as a culture, as a as a demographic, as as what's interesting today to people, what how people live their lives. Maybe that's why wrestling has gone down the way that it has, because it's always going to be a reflection. It's always going to have to catch up with society. It's never going to influence society. It's always going to catch up so that it can influence society, you know? And there has definitely been times in history that it's done that. You look at the Austin 316 era, it definitely caught up to society so that it can then influence society, you know? But it's never doing the first influencing. It always has to catch up with what's hot, what's, what's going to make these people uh, buy into me or this and that or whatever, you know? That's um, the beauty about crossover, though. Like, that's what, like, it's so much different in crossover. Like, the, you see Logan Paul now coming into WWE. You know what I mean? Like, dude comes oh, with okay. fucking 5 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's five. That's, that's five. Celebrity. Bro, Today, that's 5 celebrity. million people that come into WWE that may not watch WWE. That's a big fucking increase in viewers. That's I, a big, I, I agree 100%. The, He's basically the Mr. T of today, right? Mm. If you want to look at celebrity status, whether you yeah. like it or not is irrelevant, but the celebrity status, what he can bring to the table, my issue always comes down to what's it doing for not just the business money-wise, but is this now going to help long-term? If it does, excellent. If it helps the image, excellent. Do it. If it hurts it, which most celebrity appearances have, in look, look, I think my, my view on pro wrestling is if you can bring something to the table, you can bring audience members to there, you can bring people that want to pay to see you, then you have a spot on a show. Like if you can go and do something and that draws people in or gets people talking or creates a fucking buzz, you should be on the show. And if you're not consistently, though, I think that's a question people don't keep in mind. Will it draw consistently? Will it draw a year from now? Or will Mm. it hurt the fucking town a year from now when everyone gets bored and you can't keep doing it because it's going to fuck up your body or whatever the reason is? And then you start from scratch again. Dude, I thought, I think what Logan Paul came into WWE, he's done amazing. You know what I mean? Like for a guy who's who's oh, yeah. wrestled a couple matches, even a guy like Pat McAfee came yeah. in, and those are two dudes. You know, you talk about respecting the business. These guys came in, and fuck Pat McAfee, he put on a better match than half the guys on NXT could do. Shit, he did a, he did a better match than half the guys on the main roster in WWE. Fucking you see, to me, that doesn't that's that's not a a positive. It's not a positive, bro. But at it's least it's a doing that this outside. If you're under contract, bro, if you're under contract and you see an outsider that can come in and put on a fucking better match than what you've put on in the last six months, how are you feeling? Exactly. That's my point. What are we doing as the guys in the business to keep our spots, to be worthy? This is what I meant by fuck your dreams. What are you actually doing to be in that spot that you have? Yeah. Because if yeah. some guy can just come along and do it better than you, fuck your dreams. Leave. Mm. No, you're fired. Fuck off. No, can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing. That, that to me is embarrassing. 
because yeah. everyone knows the celebrities coming along and they're like, oh, he does it better than the fucking. Well, what are we doing? Then? But to circle back, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about what we're saying about what people mean by pro wrestling and they're all going their things. Some people don't even call themselves pro wrestlers now. They call themselves performers and all this other stuff, right? Artists. Artists. Oh, fuck. Not a fan of that term, bro? No. Oh. Want to be an artist? Be an artist, bro. You're a pro wrestler. Like, you can't get mad at sports entertainer and then call yourself a fucking artist. Like, are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? At least sports entertainer makes some sort of sense. But I mean, could you imagine, like, you go and you meet someone out for dinner and you're like, hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a sports entertainer. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a sports say? entertainer. What are you going to say? Uh, I'm an artist instead? I'm an what? artist. Oh, let me sh show me your work. And then you show them this fucking fake-ass wrestling match. Like, wow. No, no, but like a, a sports entertainer, it's like that. that's just another word for a streaker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, I thought I saw you at the Super Bowl. Oh, AFL Grand Final 2012. That's where I've seen your ass before. I thought I recognized the back of your head. All right, we got to make T-shirts of that. Someone yeah. draw something up for that because that's fucking hilarious. Sports entertainer and just so some cunt streaking. <laughs> with a picture of my face on one and yours yeah there you go there you go yeah, yeah, shooting exactly. the shit on shooting the shit while streaking but uh it is that time of the show ladies and gentlemen and everyone else it is time for 60 seconds with pierce how this is going to work i'm going to fire off a bunch of questions deadly shot kasai has 60 seconds to answer as many as he can within That's a cool. minute when you're ready to let me get the clock started, let me know and I'll start it off. Mm -hmm. Favorite song to sing in karaoke? Oh, living on a prayer. What is your most embarrassing moment from school? When I had a crush on two different girls oh. and for some reason I told them both at the same time. Oh, you should bring me. <laughs> no barbecues or nightclubs? Barbecues. Shittest gift you've ever received? Uh, I got a tie once. Hey, that's not too bad. I'm a tie guy. Uh, Master Chef or My Kitchen Rules? Neither. If you were given a line as a pet, what would you name it? If I was given a line... As a pet? Yeah. What do you mean? Like if I said, hey, Kasai, it's your birthday tomorrow. Here's a pet lion. Here's a, a lion. pet lion? What is yeah. a lion? A pet lion. <laughs> if I was given a pet lion, shit, yeah. fuck. I'd, uh, I would just do some fucking lion shit. I don't know. I'd sleep with it and fucking go on uh, an adventure. I don't know. Make a action movie. Yeah, know. but what would you name it? What would I name it? Uh, Leo. Leo the Lion, I like it. Okay, so one of the last ones. Uh, what question do you wish I asked you in this interview and how would you have answered it? I wish you would have asked me about my 
my mask, I would have told you that uh, I created this fucking thing. I drew it up. I designed it myself from this brain of mine. And I would have told you that uh, I have multiple of these available at every single merch table that I am wrestling at for only five bucks. And you yourself can buy one. And so can any of the beautiful paying customers buy some, get some for your family, your friends, your kids, and uh, or join the DSK Dojo Army. There you go. And uh, last question, in five minutes, you are being shipped out of space. What two personal belongings do you take with you, excluding human beings? I'm going to take my phone. I hate that I have to say that. I don't want to say that, but that's a reality because of, you know, everyone needs it. And the second, I would take some mats like jujitsu mats yeah so you can i'll make the first i'll make the first ever solo grappling space organization i love it that has been 60 seconds with pierce with the deadly shot kasai bro where can everyone find you on social media and, and go and give you a follow yep so you got uh instagram uh, DS underscore Kasai, that's K A S A I. Uh, Twitter, I have DS underscore K A S A I, I believe it's one. And then you have Facebook on DS K A S A I for Facebook as well. So follow that, follow when I'm wrestling. You can also see some of my grappling competitions on there, some of my cool submission finishes, even me getting knocked the fuck out. Whoa. So go check it out, guys. Go uh, subscribe, follow uh, Kasai. And, you know, I feel like we should definitely do a part two of this episode, man. So I definitely think that's on the cards. So. Oh, definitely. I But when you went to the, the, the 60 seconds of peers, I was like, oh, I still have so much. Hey. <laughs> So we're barely like, I mean, this was basically a fucking psychology lesson, but I mean, you know, I can go yeah. on about road stories and I can go on my trips to Japan and how cool they were in the States. Man, I've got so much to talk about, man. Bro, let's, let's do it. Let, let, let's do a part two, man. We'll definitely have to get it done. But uh, guys, thank you for everyone for tuning in. Thank you for Kasai for doing this episode of Shooting the Shit Uncensored. Guys, please make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, share, comment, all that good shit. And also, please, if you're listening on a podcast platform, give us a five-star fucking review because we really appreciate it. Yeah, fucking five-star uh, review, guys. Get on it. That's, that's it. Give it up, guys. But we're going to catch you again very, very soon. Take care. All the best. Peace. We appreciate you. Peace.